You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Well, hello, everybody. You are listening to The Quest for 100. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it, it is I, Justin, your... Uh, your host, one of one of two hosts here, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Brian. Hi. Hi, Brian. I'm number two. Well, we're we're one and one, one and one. But yeah, so uh, it is a uh, a really special episode today. Always special. Of uh, focusing. <laughs> that that in. one only took you 50 seconds to get to. Yep, I just jumped right in. Just why why avoid it? Why just jump? Full, full into it. So we kind of have a crutch with that special. That's okay. I don't care. It's it. What makes us special? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are talking today. Uh, if you're if you're new to this podcast, you know I think it's a good time to just give you a little bit of background. So we are a podcast that goes uh, different topic week to week. This is episode number twenty nine in our crazy long list of episodes. We bounce all over the place. But today we're talking Adam Sandler. And we're gonna talk some news, and we're gonna we're gonna learn y'all. We're gonna we're gonna give you some info, and uh, we're gonna have some fun debates and and uh, questions. We're uh, great. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> great, <laughs> perfect. Well, uh, you know, as I said, today is Adam Sandler. But but let's check in. What what have you been up to uh, since since last time, Brian? So since last time we talked, it seemed like we just talked the other day. But uh, I went camping. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so it was a friend's birthday, so uh, she always does a camping trip every year. So went up to Lake Wenatchee up by Leavenworth, and I'd never been there before, but really nice area. Um, weather was okay. Okay. And, yeah, it, it's been really hot here, and yeah. that's kind of what I was expecting, but it, it the weather kind of took a turn uh, late in the week, so it was okay. But yeah, just hung out, disconnected from the interwebs and everything yeah. for a while and uh you know the i think the worst thing about going camping is that you smell like smoke for oh, days Oh, it's terrible yeah you'd think that there'd be some i mean i i was retracting and be like oh it's a shower but it's not a shower you smell like smoke for a couple days regardless it like comes of out shower. of your pores yeah, and just continues to come out of your pores yeah. and your hair follicles yep. and my hair just will smell like smoke for days yeah yeah, it's it's pretty rough, but uh, but it's good to get away though, and and to remove. I mean, I forget if I mentioned it in this podcast or not, but uh, like a week or two ago, I went to Mount Baker and and kind of did the same thing where I just kind of not not camping per se, but re- removed myself from technology, and it was kind of freeing but kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, so I, I admire that for sure. Well, for me, actually, yesterday before this recording, I got my eyes checked out oh yeah um and you know just routine stuff just getting i had to get my eyes dilated so i don't know how many people have ever gone through that process have you i think every i I mean when you get your eyes checked don't you have to get them dilated maybe i thought that was maybe just the people that need glasses kind of get it done i mean like i've never had glasses and i always get okay so although like this is i think going to the eye doctors if you don't have you know vision problems and you need glasses I haven't been in years. Like it's normally like a ten year track. Oh wow! And 
I think I've been, I want to say I've been to the eye doctors maybe two times in my life, maybe three. Okay. That's it. Wow. That, that's, that's like me and going to get a physical. I don't, <laughs> it's a little backwards, but, uh, yeah, I don't go very often that, but I have gone to get my, you're a finely checked. tuned specimen yes, of a, uh, of a man, say, as they say, but yeah, so I got my eyes dilated and, uh, it, it's kind of crazy. Like that, I mean, granted it was fine, but that they don't say like, yeah, you shouldn't drive after that. Like, cause you can see far, but like after like 20 minutes or 30 minutes after they do the dilation, it, you can't, I can't see anything in front of me, like within like two feet, mm-hmm. I feel like. And so I, I can't use my, my phone at all. And I actually was like, I, I left work early and I'll, I'll log back in to get some more work done tonight. And then I was out of commission for like six hours. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was like I could not look at my screen without getting like a little bit of a headache. And don't so. you, aren't you supposed to wear like sunglasses? I did. Yeah. I had these little – this little thing you put behind sweet, your glasses, yeah. which I'm going to use more often just because. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I was using that. Because it was free and yeah. now you have it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I tried to give it back and they're like, you might use it another time. I was like, you're right. I kind of wanted to keep it anyway. Okay. Okay. So, um, but, yeah, the other quick news was that actually last night I, when we were doing all this research of, of stuff, I did have time once my eyes cleaned up to uh, to get a little bit of research done. And and part of my research, I decided to watch an Adam Sandler movie. Ooh. And okay. um, I, I need to make sure I don't butcher the, the title of it. But it's the Meyerowitz okay. stories, okay. Uh, which I had heard of. And we might – I know I will talk about it a little bit in this podcast, yeah. um, like from some certain perspectives. But I enjoyed it. Uh, and I actually finished it this morning because I was really tired. My eyes were really tired. So I finished it while I was getting ready for, for work in the morning. So I'd actually never heard of those. Yeah. Until I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. scores. Right, yeah. So, it yeah, it's gotten a lot of uh, positive reviews. But I it's on Netflix and I've – kind of put it in this category of like well it's it's weird like it's late adam sandler of late if that makes sense yeah um, yeah so not classic yeah not classic so i'm like ah, i don't really care for this but i actually gave it a shot last night after the research and i was i was happy with it okay well should we jump into some news yeah you're a newsman i ever tell you otherwise punch me in the face so as far as some adam sandler news he joined Jimmy Kimmel Live the other day. Okay. And uh, this was just days after his daughter Sadie's bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Adam is Jewish, and yep. that influences some of his singing and uh-huh. you know acting roles and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he recounted the story of how he got singer Adam Levine to come to Sadie's bat mitzvah. Yeah. And he said, quote, I would love to do something special for my daughter. I love her so much, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's actually what he said on, on the show. Obviously, had people laughing yeah. uh, in the audience. But so he, he decided he was going to text Adam, ask him if he would come to the party. He immediately got those dot, dot, dot 
Well, oh, you're not an iPhone person. You're not I know what it is. So Brian. you get the dot dot dot. Yeah. Obviously, Adam is responding to him immediately, and he got very nervous. Uh, which is, you know, it's kind of funny to think about a celebrity sure. asking another celebrity and still having those nerves of the like, jitters. Yeah, yeah, oh, should I be asking him? And like, he he even talked about how he was like. I don't know why I started to text him. Like I had this idea and initially I wasn't going to, and then I just started to text him and it was like almost an out of body experience for him. But obviously Adam Levine decided that, you know, he, he was all in, he would, he would do anything he, um, for Adam Sandler. So Adam came and, and he'd apparently actually been to wherever Sadie's bat mitzvah was multiple times when Adam was a kid going to, Bar mitzvahs and bat, oh, bat really? mitzvahs, yeah. Huh. So I thought, thought that was interesting. Maybe it's some normal celebrity gossip. Well, I guess not really location. Gossip. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, sweet. And he's actually, you know, Adam Sandler. And one of the reasons why we did this podcast is he's kind of relevant right now. There's a there's a handful of things. It's not to his level, you know, fifteen maybe ish years ago, fifteen twenty years ago. But, like, he's been doing a lot. He just hosted SNL yep. a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, he also has a new movie coming out, which is not uncommon for Adam Sandler. We were just talking about this before recording. He is in a lot of movies. A lot. And he pushes them out. Um, but he's got a new one coming out. It's, it's releasing on Netflix on um, June 14th. So that will be, I believe, one day after this gets posted. But yeah, it's called Murder Mystery, and uh, the premise is there's there's a it's it's kind of like uh, Murder on the Orient Express kind of thing, but it's a cop and his wife. He's the he's the cop, and they're just trying to they're being um, pinned on for a murder, and they're trying to explain like it's not them because they they you you get it from their perspective that it wasn't them. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's literally a murder mystery, but it has. Uh, uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which, um, if you remember, uh, he worked with Jennifer Aniston on another movie, and I'm blanking on what that is. But yeah, so Adam is uh, has worked with a couple uh, female. Um, just go with it. Just go with it. Thank you. He's worked with a couple other females um, in multiple occasions. Most notably, Drew Barrymore in mm-hmm. I think three different films. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a unique thing to have like a couple like they're not a couple obviously but just to to work together in that relationship is pretty cool it's um so this is the second one that he's with jennifer aniston which is will be interesting i i'm intrigued to see it but that's it okay drop some knowledge yeah let's do it so it's kind of weird to go back in the history of a person yeah really it's like their biography it it really is and this you know this is the first time that we're doing this Uh, so we wanted to see how it would work just focusing in on a a relevant and popular uh celebrity or person in general and and talk through their history so i'm intrigued to learn behind behind the scenes yeah behind the scenes of adam sandler so adam was born on september 9th 1966 to Judy and Stanley Sandler in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Judy was a nursery school teacher and Stanley was an engineer. Their family lineage traces back to Russia, Russian and Israeli Jewish immigrants. 
on both sides of the family. At the age of six, he and his family moved to Manchester, New Jersey, which is where he went to high school. Mm -hmm. And he took his first stand-up comedy stage at the age of 19 uh, at the encouragement of his brother. Okay. So that's where the the comedy started. That's pretty young, I would say. Yeah. He went to college at NYU, and while he was at NYU, he was actually a resident advisor. Really? Yeah, which I think would be hilarious if if Adam Sandler was my resident advisor. I don't know how you would take him seriously at all. No, and I'm sure he didn't take take that seriously at all, but... That's pretty great. So early in his career, his first real role on film or TV was as Smitty from The Cosby Show, who was Theo Huxtable's friend. Okay. You know what? I kind of remember a young Adam Sandler. uh, This is years ago. I mean, I wasn't watching it live, obviously, but uh, reruns of The Cosby Show. And I remember seeing him be like, what the? Like, because he's a noticeable. You can tell. Yeah. Whether it's young version. You don't mix up Adam Sandler with anybody else. He's prominent. Yeah. He's he's not the Matt Damon and. No. And uh, (laughs) Ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He also starred as Stud Boy or Trivia, Trivia Delinquent on MTV game show Remote Control. I'd never heard of it either. Yeah. That those were kind of his two starting roles. His, so I was going to say interesting enough and maybe you were going to touch on this, but I in my research and passing I um found out that um so apparently Adam obviously wanted to make it big with with comedy and he had the support of his parents, which is kind of hard I feel like sometimes yep, to to do that. For sure. But his dad, uh, he basically had a fallback, or sorry, not his dad, but Adam had a fallback his, for the first you know handful of years of his life. Basically, made a deal with his dad that if by twenty three, if he hadn't made it big, mm, interesting, that he had a job with. I think he was an engineer uh, still at that point. Yeah. Um, his dad, but that was going to be his fallback. So it's it's interesting to think that this person we're going to you know dig into, ha- like if it didn't work out, we would. Obviously, we wouldn't know anything about him. He'd be like working at, you know, as an engineer trying to do totally different things. What's interesting things. about that is he did not go to school for engineering, you know. And yeah. It, so I, I wonder how. Well, I think it was a family business, oh, um, okay. is what I gathered from it. Okay. So he's like, you're going to come work for me. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty impressive. So, so uh, his first film that he, he debuted in was in 1989 with Going Overboard. Yep. Have you ever seen it? So I'll, I'll shed a little light um, on mine, and one of the reasons why I, I I think I suggested this one, I forget. But yeah, you did. So Adam Sandler, when I was younger, I, I'm not even that much younger, maybe 10 years ago, I was a huge, huge Adam Sandler fan. I still really like him. Um, but uh, I started collecting the DVDs of, oh, really? of Adam Sandler. And I started with the classics, and then I got more obscure and more obscure. And then uh, at the very end of my collection, I think I stopped, yeah, about like, you know, eight years ago. And I remember getting going overboard and I never watched it Mm. because it was right on the tail end of me, like getting over the collecting DVDs thing. But I collected collected Marvel uh, DVDs and I collected Adam Sandler DVDs. Hmm. And so so to answer your question, I had not seen it, but 
I really want to see it because as as an Adam Sandler fan, I feel like you have to put yourself through that because I've heard it's a terrible movie, um, but it's his first real one. So, um, But what I've heard is not the worst. I have heard that as well. And I've seen some ones that I would guarantee are worse. <laughs> so uh, his stand-up comedy act, he was doing that in, in L.A., uh, you know, in the the late 80s and early 90s. And he, he caught the eye of comedian Dennis Miller, mm-hmm. who then recommended him to Lauren Michaels, who is the lead of, of Saturday, S- yeah. Saturday Night Live. And I, I think Dennis Miller was on SNL at the time. I oh, can't yeah. remember. I, I didn't look but back at yeah. his lineage. But too. I'm pretty sure he was. I remember him being – whether he was a writer at the time or, or a cast member. But, um, but yeah, that's – that's how that guy's yeah. Kind of so connected. Sandler was added to SNL and became a writer as well as a, a you know an actor on SNL, and he was there from uh, 1992 1995. Um, became well known for things like the, the Thanksgiving song, the Hanukkah song, Opera Man, you know, a, a bunch of other bits until. He was reportedly, I saw this, reportedly fired with Chris Farley at the same time. Oh, I didn't realize it was at the same time. But I knew that they had, uh, I knew that they had a kinship um, yeah. during that time because they were the same uh, era. But, yeah, the, he talked a little bit about his, his fire. He actually sang a song about it right. on his SNL yeah. when he hosted it, uh, which was kind of funny because that was, yeah, interesting that he, yeah, anyway, go ahead. So just we'll we'll kind of quickly go through some of the the films that he's been in. So in 1993, Coneheads, mm-hmm. uh, he was alongside a bunch of the SNL cast. So yep. Farley, Spade, Aykroyd, and Hartman. Mm-hmm. I I remember watching that back in the day. Yeah, that was a pretty prominent skit that they turned into a movie. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, 1995 was Billy Madison. Uh, which was successful at the box office despite having negative reviews. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was noticing that as we were looking and doing research into reviews and um, you know Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and all that other stuff is that a lot of his movies that I view as like iconic Adam Sandler movies that I just really enjoyed growing up not were good. not rated yeah. very good, no. uh, but. But mostly by the critics, right. though, right. Um, which just you know makes sense. Yeah, ninety six. The uh, I mean, as a golfer, I would say it's it's one of his better films. Happy Gilmore came out. We also saw Bulletproof in ninety six, yep. and then in in ninety eight, The Wedding Singer and Waterboy both came out. Yeah, which is which is kind of crazy. Huge. Yeah, those yeah. two together uh, at the same time period. It, unreal unreal um and i don't know how long it takes them took them to shoot both of those but those are like top five i would i would think top five movies of adam sandler but we uh, can debate that later. i mean and i think they're, they're even some of the better movies like i really enjoy Waterboy. yeah i do too I, same same with wounding singer but like yeah they, they are i would say in my top 25 movies of like oh yeah i gotta go watch yeah. You know, like I'm going to go watch an old movie on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, just like a satisfying yeah. movie that's available. Yeah. Like, yeah, I completely agree. Doesn't get old. Yeah. 99, we saw Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. And then also in 1999, he formed Happy Madison Productions, his production company. Yeah. And I I don't know if 
well, I guess it's assumed, but uh, I, in my research I figured this out too, is that so Happy Medicine, I always was curious how he got that name, like why that was. And it's just a playoff of the two prominent movies yeah. that, you know, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting since he created that, uh, that, that so many prominent actors that have become a part of this crew. And I, I never noticed a crew of actors until Adam Sandler's movies. I don't know if you can think of any, um, prior to that, prior to that, because Ooh. now you have like the Will Ferrell, Will and, Ferrell group. Yeah. You have the, what is it? Uh, Jonah Hill, James yeah. Franco group. Yeah. You have like groups like comedian groups. And I'm sure that there was before, like, you know, maybe Belushi and, and some other people, but I just felt like his group was so prominent, at least for yeah, me growing where you'd up. you'd see him just, in every, every... You wouldn't see an Adam Sandler yeah. movie without Rob Schneider. Like, yeah. it just had to happen. And so, yeah. and that was mostly, not always, but mostly because of uh, his production company and, and like, just how he was fr- friends with all of them. I think, I think I can, you know, thinking about older movies, you may see one, two, maybe even three as a group, but when you talk about Sandler, like this group is like five or six people where yeah. it's like you always saw them in the movies. Right. You, you almost wait for the moment. Yeah. You're like, especially Rob Schneider, because Rob Schneider, like, you know, yeah. the you could do it kind of line, but, um, and you just kind of waited for it. But the other ones is like, when, when is, uh, when is this, uh, David Spade going to show up? Yeah. Or when, you know, is this guy going to show up? And Chris Farley, you know, whatever it was. And it, it just added another level of excitement uh, to his goofy films. So a little bit of trivia. Do you know what the first movie that Happy Madison produced was? Ooh, okay. So it would have been, what, 2000-ish? About 2000, yeah. Um, so I want to say... Speaking of Rob Schneider. Uh, whoa. Was it, was it Hot Chick or something like that? Was it like... We, you th- you're throwing me off the scent with the Rob Schneider. Was he the was Rob Schneider the lead in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, what was that movie where he had like the role reversal where he became a girl? Maybe that wasn't it. Mm, no. There wasn't. there there was a Rob Schneider film. Yeah, I know what he, you're talking yeah. about. I don't know what the name was. Uh, then I don't know what it is. Deuce Bigelow. Oh, male Jigolo. <laughs> was it? It was the first Happy Madison production. That's funny. And and it wasn't even him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious how that did in the box office. Yeah, but, not well, yeah, I don't think. I don't think so either. So then we go to 2002 with Punch Drunk Love, which is one of the first positively reviewed films by the critics that uh, Adam had. And he was actually nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay, I have not and, seen it, so I, I I have an opinion on it, and we'll get into it in the friendship test. Okay, two thousand three, he married model actress Jacqueline Titone, and has since had two daughters. We talked about Sadie earlier. I, I mm-hmm. don't know what the other daughter's name is, but uh, I couldn't find that. Two thousand six, he starred in Click the movie Mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of interesting because you know he started with remote control that it was kind of interesting how a a and i don't know if he produced click for happy madison's production or what his involvement with the writing was but when you start with a show that's called remote control and then at some point you have a 
film yeah. that's called Click that's based off of this remote control. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I I would have never made that connection. Um, and I it, it was interesting, you know, we we're you talked about a lot of the real classic films, right, that were in the 90s and maybe early early 2000s. And then I feel like this is like the next phase of Adam Sandler where he, you know, does he still does some goofy stuff. Uh, Click to me is like a middle ground one where uh, it's funny. It's it's definitely a comedy, but there is emotional ties to it, and mm-hmm. you're like you you feel for the characters rather than like you know Billy Madison. You don't really feel for him all that much. Like at times you're like ah, okay, but it's just a goofy film. Yeah. Um, whereas Click has undertones of of you know dynamics and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, for so, sure. Like I I feel like this is like the stage of him reinventing himself a little bit. Uh, a little I bit. I don't know about I, that because the next year is I now pr- pronounce you Chunk and Larry. Which, yeah, I, I, I there and are moments. I guess you, what I you should don't say, mess with the Zohan. Yeah, which, so, so there are moments. Okay, so maybe this is the the decade of just confusion because he he had he does ones that are a little bit more thoughtful, but then he is doing honestly, in my opinion, really bad films um, with. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and like the Zohan one that are not like they're probably my bottom five films for him. Yeah, he uh, I saw somewhere that someone equated it to basically he is smart enough to produce these films because he knows that they will do well and he doesn't care enough to know that they're bad films yeah. you know and still produce them. So it's I think he's gen I I, I would like to think that he genuinely has fun with it. Yeah. And if he's having fun with it and he gets money off of it, then who the heck cares? Yeah. You can't uh, fault him for it. Yeah. No, not – I don't. I don't. And, you know, People will still my watch eyes it. fault him every once in a while that, yeah, like – Yeah, but that's your fault for watching sure, it. Sure. Sure. But I I will give him my dollars every once in a while to go see a new movie, but – so in 2010, he was invited to join the Academy of Motion Pictures of Arts and Sciences, and so he now actually has a vote uh, for the Oscars. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. In 2011, he received a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Wow, um, that took forever. I feel like he should have gotten that sooner than having to vote for the Oscars. I feel like that's a pretty prestigious thing. Yeah. But good for him 2012 we saw him release hotel transylvania and it, the interesting note about here is that he serves as the voice of the of dracula mm-hmm. and his wife and daughter provided the audio for Dr- dracula's wife and daughter oh that's cool yeah i i, I enjoy when uh and i don't i don't think that was produced by him at all but i enjoy when uh, real families are playing real families in uh, in film or TV shows or whatever. I, Aziz Ansari, I don't know if you've ever seen his show on Netflix, but his show, he actually has his actual parents be his actual parents. And you can tell they're not good at acting, but that makes it feel genuine. So, I don't know. I just enjoy that. Recently, this was, uh, I think, 2014-15, um, announced a four-movie deal with Netflix and Happy Madison Productions uh, after the... Oh, excuse me. It was 2016. The Ridiculous Six was his first movie that came out on yep. uh, Netflix. 
and it had the most downloads of any movie over the first 30 days in the company's what? history. What? That's awesome. That's a, and and amazing. I I honestly feel like Adam Sandler are is everyone's guilty pleasure. Because yeah. You, yeah. you know, not many people praise Adam Sandler these days. I don't you know, he's a funny guy and you know, he's in a in the the last, you know, couple months he's been really relevant, I think, but but yeah, like I just that's that's amazing. There's so many great episodes, so many great uh, episodes of shows or movies on Netflix, and when you talk up a show like that, and then it downloads, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, that's crazy. So and then we come circle to this year, 2019. He made his first appearance as a host on SNL, uh, and this was on May 4th of this year. So some kind of interesting things. He is in second place on the Raspberry Awards <laughs> yep. for both wins and nominations. Razzies. The Razzies, which is basically terrible films. Yep. So he's he's, he's second, second place in wins and nominations. Do you know who the first one is? Sylvester Stallone. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but I would. I mean, Stallone has made some bad movies, but I guess yeah, I guess people expect bad movies now from Adam Sandler and oh man that's interesting that he wouldn't be the top one but yeah uh, another note is that Sandler was roommates with Jude Ap- Apatow. Apatow yep and they shared an apartment for $900 a month in the valley and Sandler slept on a mattress with no sheets before making it big, obviously before you know when he was doing stand up comedy and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but he was definitely living the the slum in it, yeah, you know, and, uh, comedy trying to make it, yeah, lifestyle. And heck, I mean, Judd Apatow is you know a huge name in what is it directing or producing? Directing, or, yeah, yeah, directing films, um, and you know, known for comedies as well. So I'm sure there's some influence. There well, as I mean, well. they, they, yeah. Those two are well-known together, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember. I don't think he's done a ton of films together, but there there was one that uh, I'm blanking on what it was, um, but that they worked together that I remember. But I think and, there's a handful. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, he, he's got – I love – one of my favorite things, and, and uh, I encourage you to, like, do some, you know, if you're listening to this and and you're interested in Adam Sandler, he has some really fascinating stories um, in his interviews and whatnot of how um, you know he interacted. I, I love the behind the scenes of SNL stuff. Uh, I'm like I'm on a kick right now of just listening to stuff. Conan O'Brien has a podcast as well um, that he brings in people, and a lot of times he brings in because he used to write on SNL, mm-hmm. and so he had like stories with with Adam Sandler and how you know how when Adam Sandler came onto SNL and, and, and first went on the scene, it was like him, it was David Spade, it was Chris Rock, it was Farley. And he said like from day one, Adam Sandler was just, just this cocky, you know, knew what he was doing kind of thing. And he's talking to Adam Sandler at this, so he's not like insulting Adam, but just saying like you, he just knew it. Like, that he was just going to go all in and be confident in his in his comedy, and that worked for him. And you know he invented himself in a unique way. Whereas like guys like Chris Rock, 
when they first started were very timid and just like you know they'd say the funny lines but they were kind of reserved mm-hmm. um so it was kind of cool to hear like how you know these prominent people that you are watching on your tv every saturday night like had all these different dynamics and you know farley being you know a really interesting one but too but i just had to look up apatow's uh imdb and he's actually more well known for a producer role oh okay so cool well uh i'll jump into a couple couple things on adam on from the stat category so you mentioned his nominee for the the golden globe in 2003 but he actually has 80 nominations total 54 wins uh for a, a variety of different things now there's a million different award shows nowadays like kid choice awards and all of that where he seems to dominate a lot of those categories <laughs> for best actor in a comedy and oh like boy. all of that so but uh but he's he's you know pretty healthy amount of of wins there he has acted in 74 movies Okay. And he has been a lead actor, you know, one of, you know, either the poster person or one of the top uh, build actors mm-hmm. in 37 movies. So wow. you mentioned, what was it, 1989? Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that put us at? 10, 20, 29. Yeah, he's making more than one movie a year where he's a lead, mm-hmm. if I calculated that correctly. You did. Which is just insane. And, you know, you see this, You see, I, especially nowadays, you're seeing him, you know, two, three movies, I feel like, a year with Netflix or something else coming out that uh, he's just, just involved with everything. He just puts out so much. But only seven of them are considered fresh on Rotten Tomatoes of those 37, which <laughs> is kind of sad, is pretty sad. Um, seven of those seven of the 37 oh, okay. movies that he was a star okay. in okay uh, were, at least it's not seven of the 70 or whatever no no he was in other movies that you know were low like also fresh it wouldn't have been a ton more i yeah. mean i don't know what the number is but but yeah so you know he's not known for making these critically acclaimed great movies um but yeah so i talked about the uh uh, Meyerowitz stories, new and selected, which is on Netflix. Yep. So that one is rated. Uh, you mentioned the high rating. It actually is the highest rated film uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, or, or his highest rated film at ninety three percent fresh. Okay, which again encouraged me to go watch the movie that came out in two thousand seventeen. Is still on Netflix if you're interested. Mm, good. Um, I'll, I'll have to check it out. And then uh, his lowest rated film uh, is also on Netflix called The Ridiculous Six, which you mentioned, received a 0% fresh. So apparently no one liked it, even though everyone downloaded it. Yeah, that's what I was – I was wondering if there was something wrong with that. Rating. Yeah, it, it it might be, and maybe that's changed. But, uh, but yeah, 0% is pretty, pretty bad. Especially um, if it set a record for downloads. Well, that just means a lot of people saw it. doesn't mean that they were happy with it. That's true. Um, so, yeah, and I would argue I saw The Ridiculous Six, and it's a bad film. But I laughed a couple times. Yeah. So, you know, it's there's worse. There, I, In my opinion, there's worse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so his uh, – one of the other reasons why he's very relevant right now, he actually had a new Netflix uh, show come out that's not a movie. It's just his comedy show. It's called 100% Fresh. And it's just his, uh, you know, he, it's actually interestingly shot. They went through and take, he's touring the country with this comedy show 
and where him and he has like a partner that does like piano and kind of chimes in on stuff and uh they've sliced it all together in like this hodgepodge of filming but it's uh actually pretty entertaining i was pretty happy with it but it's called 100 percent fresh and uh it is rated in 89 percent fresh so not quite up to what he said it was on netflix but 89 percent is pretty darn good that would be the second highest uh show slash movie of his yeah all of the movies he did whatever so anyway so from a, a work and, and valuation standpoint so he is actually worth 420 million dollars uh, which puts him at the number seven richest actor in the world wow that is baffling to me uh, but then after doing this research I'm actually not shocked because he's putting out <laughs> 1.5 movies every year. Yeah. You know, he knows how to make money. Who was, do you have the numbers for who was just in front of him? Uh, not just in front of him, but I do have the, the top one. Do you have a guess on who the, the best, uh, or the highest grossing, highest net worth is in the world? Mm, you Tom, would know this person. Tom Hanks? No, not Tom Hanks. Actually, a lot of those prominent, like A list celebrities that you might think of are. Yeah a little bit lower on the list because they don't make as many movies. They may make one a year, one every two years or something like that. But actually, it's uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And he, you know, from his TV show, but then from, you know, you know, Driving in Cars with, uh, was it Driving in Cars with Celebrities? I forget what his little bit is. But yeah, so he, he just pushes out content. And he also has his comedy, which I think, that adds more to it. Same thing with Adam Sandler. Like he's selling records. He he's selling music yeah. records, which we didn't really touch much on. No, um, and we'll touch a little bit in the in the um, debates. But um, but he's he's kind of doing it everywhere. Yeah, I saw one of his records it. reached like number eighty on the top one hundred. I believe it. I believe it. And I would not be surprised. I. It's a different world now, but. Um, you know his he he sung a lot like that was kind of the theme of the 100% fresh special and he uh you know there were some good songs in there i actually really liked them when i when i watched the show you know some some callbacks to old songs but then some like brand new ones which were pretty funny mm-hmm. so you mentioned uh his work with hotel transylvania and that actually is the highest grossing film uh, of his career uh and it's not even close Really? Yeah, it's uh, so. It, it's actually kind of funny. So number one is Hotel Transylvania. So three hundred fifty-eight point three eight million dollars made from that movie, and I, that's actually one I haven't seen. Uh, but my sister and uh, brother-in-law love the movie. They think it's great, and I think they went to the theater with because there's a two. There's Hotel Transylvania two. There might even be a three. I don't even the, know. And they're about to I come think out with a four. four. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, if you're making this money off of it, like keep keep making them because yeah. somebody's going to see and, it. And you just have to do voices. So, like, yeah, you you write the script out and you bring in the actor whenever it works for them, and mm-hmm. they're done. And then, yeah, you get the animators to animate, and yep. you're not even paying. You know, yeah, these... the the ROI on that has got to be through the roof. But do you have a guess on what the uh, the number two and three are? I would say, well, I'll say it's one of his bad ones. That's what I'll give you. A hint. So, so I'm going to go with Grown Ups because th- obviously, if they made another one, that meant they did well on the first <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Um, 
So so that's only that's the only guess I could really okay. have. Well, that's fine because it's Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. And uh, which is really sad because it's really not a good movie. Um, but they got an all-star cast in it. And I think that's where, like, because he's befriended and has this group of guys. Yeah, and, Kevin James. Yeah, uh, Chris Rock, Cynic, uh, David Spade. You know, he's got these core guys that still people are holding on to yeah. and, and really love. That it's just the name value alone is going to bring people in theaters. Um, but yeah, so Grown Ups, Grown Ups was two hundred seventy one million. So uh, that's a difference of what thirty eighty eighty to ninety million dollars in difference from one to two. Yeah. Um, and then Grown Ups two was two hundred forty seven million. Um, so a little bit less than that. And uh, interesting, I, I found this uh, that I thought was cool was that he. So he just hosted SNL, uh, and I was trying to figure out like what if, what do people get paid on uh, SNL? And mm-hmm. so I found that like uh, it's different. Obviously, it's changed over the years. I think currently it's about seven thousand dollars for an episode for a cast member, uh, and that will vary depending on how prominent of a cast member you are. So like towards his end of years, like Farley, for instance, yeah. do, like owned the show those those years. Yeah. Uh, you know Adam Sandler being a big prominent person too, um, but Farley probably was making twice as much as everybody else. Uh, just like Kate McKinnon probably right now is making a lot more. But anyway, uh, so with him hosting, I was curious. Um, there was a uh, some details that came out from actually Justin Timberlake in the last like year or two after he hosted, and uh-huh. he said that it was five thousand dollars. He said it was the easiest five thousand dollars he's ever done. So. Huh. Um, so that's typically what they pay a host, which kind of doesn't feel like a lot, um, but it's a fun, you know, it gets you out there. It's, it's uh, you know, promote whatever you're doing as well. So Especially, I mean, the time commitment is not very much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that, that was pretty much it. I wanted to keep it short and sweet for our uh, listeners here, but uh, I, think it's, I think it's some good time to, to do a friendship test. Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no kind of sanity, you're wrong. So, Brian, I want to know, we're talking Sandler here, the Sandman. What are your favorite three movies? Okay, I'm going to go with Happy Gilmore, number one. Okay. I will go with Billy Madison, number two. Okay. And, oh, man, I don't know what to go with number three. I really don't. Um, what should I go with number three? So this kind of, um, hmm. I mean, I think I know your answer for you, but I want you to not get it correct. Oh, the water boy. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was about just about boy. to say, if the water boy is in your top twenty-five, then that means yeah. that Happy Gilmore Sorry. and Billy Madison, or was it Billy Madison? Is that number two? Yeah. Have to be. You know, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Ma- yeah. Water boy. I forgot about water boy. My bad. Yeah. Water boy actually probably would be one and two would probably be uh, water boy and Happy Gilmore, yep. and they're just kind of. Up there and very close. Yep. Billy Madison would be a a close second, but I think that film is made more by Chris Farley mm-hmm. and his character than anything else. So 
that's where I, I kind of dropped that one down a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, wait, what movie were you just talking about? Billy Madison. Billy Madison. I'm trying to remember Chris Farley in Billy Madison. He's the bus driver. And oh, the... my gosh. Wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> if being your pants is cool, I'm Miles Davis. And, and like, the when he's trying to learn the uh, – uh, vocabulary or not vocabulary oh yeah he's trying to learn and it's like strip uh strip learning or whatever it is and that's some of the best parts of of billy madison billy madison and i i it's so tough because i i genuinely enjoy and love the classic adam sandler movies uh so for me like choosing between them i mean billy madison was spectacular um, and it's not in my top three. Um, wow. Yeah. I And that's why – if it was a top ten, there maybe there would be um, – like it would probably make – it would definitely make the top five. But top ten might – ten might have some, some challenges to it. But I actually put Happy Gilmore as my number one. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I know if I go back and watch it, I'm going to love it. Yeah. Like guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is uh, Waterboy. Yeah. And number three – which this also caused debate for me, and I'm putting this here for for other reasons that I'll get to in a minute. Um, but it's Wedding Singer, okay, which is a little bit more of a serious stuff. But yeah. like, I kind of showed this other side of him, which I really enjoyed. That he, you know, he he has he can do more than just the slapstick comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing with for me in Wedding Singer is like. Wedding Singer is not something that I've watched multiple times. Sure. And parts of Waterboy and, you know, all the other three I can, like, vividly yeah. recall. Yep. Whereas Wedding Singer, to me, like, I just haven't seen it enough to to be like, oh, that that scene is just amazing. Yeah. Whereas, like, the, all of the other three I could definitely tell you that, that there's scenes in them that it's like, oh, that is funny. That is yeah. funny stuff. No, I think that's uh, that's a good point, but I also think that it's different, right? Like the other two are just are they're legitimately the truest slapstick comedy that you can make, and Waterboy is like a rom com to me. Like it's uh, there is a heavy heavy slapstick in there as well. Like, you mean Wedding Singer? What did I say? You said Waterboy. <laughs> Oh, did I? Okay. You said it was a rom. No. Waterboy is a rom com. <laughs> well, there's an According element. According to of the it. Quest for 100, Waterboy is a rom com. So bring your dates. It's going to be great. So you're saying that I can I can show that uh, the next time I have a date over, yep. we should watch the Waterboy because it's a rom com. Yep. I. Uh, I. Yep. Dating I advice from proof. Justin. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, but yeah. So I, the wedding singer, though, is what I'm trying to say. Is the is a uh, rom-com so it's it's got a little bit more of the it's a balanced approach in my opinion okay well uh, i mean that that's fine we can agree to disagree what's the worst sandler movie yeah so there? uh this is a potentially an interesting perspective you you won't necessarily conflict me on this based off your uh comment but i think his worst film and uh, let me be honest so Jack and Jill is his worst film uh, from a, like, model, uh, like, how he built it. It's just – it's totally built to 
try to be funny and it wasn't funny. So Jack and Jill. But really what I would say if someone truly asked me, like, what was your least favorite Adam Sandler movie, it would be Punch Drunk Love. And that's the one he really? got nominated for. Um, I just could not buy into it. And I almost turned it off halfway through. But it wasn't necessarily because of his acting. His acting, I think, was fine. The plot was out there. I didn't really like the plot, but it was a simple plot. But the thing that really screwed with me, and it stuck with me for years, and I've I've referenced this film a couple times, is the score that was used and the the music timed with the scenes infuriated me. Okay. I I honestly like a music when you think a music should be like music should be playing, it wasn't playing. Huh. And when you think it should be I've never seen know, the film, so I don't know. I I'm curious what your take would be if you watched it. Uh, I actually might have it on I think I have it on DVD, so I'll, I'll give it to you and you can try it out. Um but uh but yeah, I just I I didn't like it. I I didn't like it at all and it, and it's oftentimes put in his top 10 movies yeah. by certainly by critics. It's I think it's definitely one of the fresh ones, one of the seven fresh movies. Could not could not really enjoy it. Um and it again, it wasn't because it wasn't funny. There was funny moments in it. Yeah. Um but for being a serious movie, I just didn't like the premise of it. I didn't like how it was um put together. So what about what about you? You. I mean there's a lot of bad ones. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty bad ones. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have some some of the movies that like if it well, I think we should just go back in the day for this. Okay. So when I was growing up, I had a TV in my room and I would play movies on my TV, but it would always be like the same movie. And I'd go like weeks of the same movie oh, and wow. just fall asleep to movies. Was it on TV or was it like it was a, like a, a VHS okay, or yeah. DVD, Got whatever it. it was? And so you know, I'd set the sleep timer, and at some point I'd just fall asleep because sure. I'd obviously seen the movie so many times. Yeah. It wasn't like I was actually interested in the movie. It was just kind of like white noise, you know, have a few laughs before I went to bed. And and some of those movies were actually Adam Sandler movies. Really? So Big Daddy was actually okay. one of them uh, yeah. that I remember playing fairly regularly. Yeah. Not that it's a really great movie, but... I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not a bad movie, and it just... I didn't need Scoop to know Steve. the... Yeah, Scooby Steve. I didn't know to, need to know the, the ending of it, like because I obviously watched it a lot. Yeah. But so there's a lot of those movies that are Adam Sandler movies. I mean, Have a Gilmore was one of them that I would play regularly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Deeds was yep. also up there. Yep. Mr. Deeds was, I don't think, a very good movie. You know, I I would put it, and th- this is where it's interesting. You know, we're, we're around the same age. We're, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And I just think that Adam Sandler was a prominent person in in our lives growing up. Like, his comedy... SNL, um, you know, the stuff that he was putting out. And so for me, my guess is that, like, um, Mr. Deeds probably was just as bad as, like, Don't Mess With the Zohan or something like that. Yeah. But to me, it's ten times better than that because, like, there's a lot of really funny moments to it. And it wouldn't be in the top five for me, but it would be in the top ten for sure. Like, 
I enjoyed the movie and I think I have a little bit of a bias just because of the nostalgia aspect of it probably. So I think I'm going to go with Pixels. Oh, okay. As as yeah. one of the worst movies that I think he's, yeah. he's done. Pixels was one that I had moderate hopes for and yeah. it did not meet that. No. Uh, it just was incomplete in a lot of ways. The writing was, I don't know if it was the writing, the acting wasn't great. Like It was just... Meh. Yeah, so so that's the thing is like new new Adam Sandler movies. I don't know if I'm not in the right mind space anymore, but like they may Pixels may have been on par with Mr. Deeds, but now it's like sure. Oh yeah, this is not good at all. Yeah, no, uh, you're you're right. So what's what's the best uh, Adam Sandler SNL skit? Yes, so he has. Since you're such a big fan. Yeah, I. Um, and it's interesting too because a lot of the stuff that I saw him on SNL was because he left, I think, in '95 from SNL, and so I wasn't quite into SNL by that point. So a lot of a lot of what I knew of him was going back and watching. You know, SNL put a lot of those mm-hmm. um, those at the time it, there was no YouTube, but like putting out the DVD sets of right. you know, whether it was right. Adam Sandler or Chris Farley or whatever. So I've seen a lot of that stuff, and I went back and was watching it, and and last night just laughing hysterically at like some of these old skits. But my so I, I gave it some thought, and he had some prominent characters and whatnot. But one that I really liked that that uh, occurred, I think, at least a couple times. Um, but certainly at least once, was uh, Zagat's, which was Hank and Beverly Gelfand. And essentially what it was was it was him and Chris Farley, which the two of them together was spectacular in yeah. my opinion. But Chris Farley is Adam Sandler's wife. And so he's like – and Chris Farley almost always makes the scenes yeah, when they're together. Like he sure. t- And they talked uh, – Adam Sandler has talked about it in the past where like anytime you had an opportunity to be with Farley – you took it, even though you knew that Farley would just destroy it and make it, you know, he would be the funniest person times 10, but you took it because it like the glow from him just kind of made you better. Yeah. Um, and so I think this was a perfect example where, so the two of them are sitting and next to each other and Chris Farley is reading from the Zagat. I don't know if you remember the Zagat, like basically it was, uh, listings about restaurants and like, oh, yeah, oh if yeah. you want to go here, yeah. you'll get this. And he would read it with this like quirky, quirky uh, like attitude. And yeah. then Adam Sandler was the husband, and he was just sitting there with a remote control, be like, "Kill me now! Like I don't want it. Like you're the worst. Like and so it was just like the the yin and the yang with the two of them. And that uh, one was just funny. I watched it again last night, and I'm just laughing at how funny it was. Um, and they the, the two of them together was just great. I couldn't tell you that i like have watched all that many yeah yeah that's fair of his skits with snl dana carvey was actually so when those dvds that snl started to put out mm-hmm. dana carvey i had the dvd so like i i think i was more along those lines of of comedy and so i know a lot of his characters from snl and I know a lot, of, you know, a, a good handful of of Chris Farley's characters, but from an Adam Sandler standpoint, I don't know his individual characters that well. So I'm gonna have to take a pass. On yeah, this and one. that's that's fine. Um, one of the things while I was looking back and trying to remember, and it was one of those things where you watch a video and you're like, oh yeah, like that one is great. But um, but he, 
aside from like he had roles, but it's not like uh, he didn't have roles like they. I want to. I don't want to say just like today because um, they've had him over the you know course of SNL, where someone would just be a reoccurring character and like yeah. like um uh what's his face uh, as Trump that's currently on like granted, Baldwin yeah uh, Baldwin like he he keeps playing the same thing and he'll start to become synonymous with that character granted he's not technically on SNL he comes on for just like one thing but Sandler didn't really have a ton of them he had Opera Man which was a really prominent one yeah uh, I never really got into it but I liked yeah, I, I, I couldn't have told you yeah like, the I, stick behind it yep. necessarily I mean it just was him singing random songs that he wrote in yeah. an opera voice right yeah. and that's what I felt like uh I mean, if you were to say my favorite would obviously be some of his singing, like the song, the Hanukkah song and yep. the Thanksgiving song, and some of those, those were the that was his shtick on on SNL to me. Yeah, no, that that uh, that makes sense, and and yeah. So I, I'm curious. We talked a little bit about his his shticks and his music. Do you do you have a song that you ever liked of his? The Hanukkah song. The Hanukkah song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so it's a prominent one for him. I, yeah. I I like that one. So, so for me, um, and and you know, we don't need to go back in the day again. But I'm I'm taking us back there. My favorite song is "Grow Old with Me," and that is the song from the Wedding Singer. So my back in the day for that is that actually is my wife and my. Uh, song that we danced to at our wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And um, when, but the, but even further back in the day, uh, so we we enjoyed the film together, and we enjoy Adam Sandler films typically together. You know, there's a lot of bad ones. Um, but when I asked her to marry me back in 2013, you were watching The Water Boy, watching, the- <laughs> and you you said, "Isn't this such an awesome romantic comedy?" Yeah. It was it was perfect. No, so I don't I don't know what it was about that song, but I I really liked it. And she really liked it, and we like started to call it like our song. And then um, so I actually learned how to play it, and I sang it to her. Really? Yeah, uh, I had this whole whole thing. I did it at her house. I surprised her and had this like walk of flowers and memories, you know, uh, back into the backyard. And um, and played a song now because you know why not? We're on a podcast. I'm sharing with the world. It was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster, and I don't need to get into all of the details. Um, but uh, she came home too early. Like we were panicked with a couple different things. Some of the things didn't work. Uh, I forgot half the lyrics when the moment came. Uh oh. Um, I was okay. I think on the guitar, but not great. Uh, but literally should have played it on the violin I should have but it was a sunny day the entire day and it started raining no. just as she walked outside because no. uh, I'm like sitting there on a stool like waiting for her to come through the house and then so she walks outside and I have the uh, iPad uh, her parents iPad set up to capture all the video while I'm sitting there but I'm not like focused on that so I'm like there and I start like playing her, and she's like shocked and but she the first thing she does she sees me sitting there she no, obviously noticed something's up because I've done this path of flowers and memories on the floor like this is obviously amazing. this is like a big moment and she walks outside and the only thing she says is like 
immediately is like, the iPad, the iPad, because it's raining, and she's concerned that the iPad's going to get destroyed. And I'm like, I'm literally, like, singing, I'm serenading you right now. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, it was, it was comically bad. Hopefully the first thing you bought her when you got married was an iPad. Uh, I should have. And I actually, I, the, the crazy thing is, and this is, I, I always think of it, and then I immediately forget about it, is I never went back. The iPad's fine. I never went back to her parents to get that video. And I really, really want to see that video yeah. because yeah, it's probably to. terrible. Oh, it's probably amazing. I, it uh, could show your kids someday. Yes. This is, this is how I proposed to, yes. to your mom, and she was worried about the iPad. Yep, yep. And that Technology. And, and the only thing she said was, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Like 18 different times until I'm like, but really, are you good? Like, and uh, yeah. So, but the iPad. Uh, yeah, so it was all of that because of a little bit of uh, Adam Sandler, for sure. Wow, wow. This is – I had no idea. Yeah, he's an he's a impactful person in my life, apparently. Um, no wonder we did it for a topic. Yeah. Uh, so my my last question for you, Brian, uh, do you think Adam Sandler – Oh, and I just realized that it's going to basically be the anniversary of – Oh my gosh! That yeah. will be two days ago. Yeah, you are correct. But yeah, so that was that date was a very special date for us because we started. That was um, the date that we made it official back in the day. I don't know if you ever did this, Brian, but uh, another back in the day, you used to. Uh, yeah. We used to say, yeah. "Will you go out with me?" Yeah. You had to say those words to make it official. Yeah. Um. So that was the day I said, "Will you go out with me?" Um, in high, the end of high school, the day we graduated uh, high school was when we first started you know, officially. One dating. of these days, we should do a a dating. Da- yeah, there, there will be a dating podcast. Some good because, and terrible stories. Because yeah, because I mean, obviously, being a single individual and a you know happily married individual, mm-hmm. we yeah. we could we could have some interesting <laughs> debates. Yeah, it, I'll have to maybe be very I, cautious. I'd be. I'd be very insightful for the single guy over here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, anyway, so uh, I want to know Adam or Adam. <laughs> I wow, know. now I'm Adam. Jeez. <laughs> I hope him. you don't call your wife Adam <laughs> because of how important he is in your life. Well, you know, sometimes you slip up. But uh, is it, it, do you view him as a, a good actor, Brian? No, no. He's funny. He's funny. That's what okay. he's got. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of acting. I don't consider someone who is funny a good actor. You are just a funny individual. Can a good actor be funny? Can or if be... you're funny, you all of a sudden can't be a good actor. Like George Clooney. Like he can be funny. Is, but can, but, it, but he can he really? I I mean, I think there's people that can do both. Yeah, but he's not like George Clooney's not in comedies all the time. It, it it's no. almost like you're getting stuck in a role, right? You're you're yes, and he's the perfect example of someone stuck in stuck in a role in a lot of ways. Yeah, and when he bridges out, it's like, oh, you're really trying to. Yeah, to yeah go this out is of really way. weird. Which yeah. which makes it hard to be labeled a good actor. Mm-hmm. And and so when you look at his films that are not comedies, yeah, he's not he's not able to sell it enough to the viewer that he's no longer in this comedy he is in this you know more serious role yeah so i will i will counter that in a way and and also give you a 
recommendation. Take take you know a couple hours of your life uh, to to watch some of his more serious films. Punch Drunk Love. I want you to watch just because I want to see what your okay. thoughts are from you know someone who puts videos together and all that. Like I'm mm-hmm. curious if you'll have the same reaction. I did not like it though, um, but it's a serious role. The Myritz series is, I thought, actually one of his best like actual acting exp- um, okay. situations. It's not like it's not to the level of a Tom Hanks or George Clooney or Brad Pitt or I don't know whoever you know Leonardo DiCaprio, but. I think he does a, a good job. Um, and uh, the other one I was going to recommend was uh, Rain Over Me. I don't know if you've seen that one. He, it's That's a serious film as well. It's got um, Don Cheadle in it. Um, and uh, I thought that was a really good movie. That's one of his seven movies as well that's rated high. And um, But I all of that said, I, I think, one, I think you would change your opinion slightly on him. Slightly, not by much. Um, from that lens, but good, I, not great. Yeah, good, not great. Yes, but I would say that uh, I still wouldn't consider him necessarily a, a good actor. I think he's really funny, so I do yeah. kind of agree with you. But I think I think a little bit high, higher of him than I think you do from well, an cause, acting because he's part of your not even rom com story. <laughs> it's he's that just, is Alyssa and Justin, and he is. Possibly one of the smartest actors because he keeps making oh, yeah. money. Oh yeah, I didn't say he was dumb. I yeah. just said he's not a good actor. Yeah. Like he's a comedian and and he knows how to sell his product of comedy. Yeah, that's that's true. All right. Well, uh, we- you called me. You called me Adam a couple minutes ago. So <laughs> we're we're well past, we're past it. Yeah. That delusional thinking point. So let's get into it. I am the smartest man alive. So Justin, I want to know: Would you rather be an A-list actor who is known for a particular role? Kind of like we're talking about with with Adam. With he's he's a comedy. Um, you know, so it's hard for him to branch out into anything that's more serious and dr- dramatic yeah. action or anything like that. Would you rather be that A-list role or a B-list actor who could play any role? Yeah, this is an interesting one, uh, as they often are. So my, I'm trying to think of some, like, B-list actors that, you know, can ebb and flow with different roles. Uh, I this isn't B list. This is more like F list. But like you see those people in like commercials that like play. You, they often keep popping up because they can play like all these different roles, but they fit like a demo um, that people are looking for. But my my gut honestly takes me to the first one, and that's being an A list actor. One, you know, there's there's money to that, but I think that's that's less of my concern. I think, you know, but. I don't think I would do it to Adam's level, but if I had the opportunity to be an A-list actor in a comedy, I would do that. Because it feels, to me, I think you would, and I could be wrong, but I feel like you would enjoy that more than putting on, like, if I was an, if I was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, he doesn't play comedy roles very often, if ever, um, but he plays very serious roles. He can play a variety of different roles as an A-lister. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I'd get as much satisfaction from that as I would like jumping in and doing like comedy as an A-lister. Um, but again, I wouldn't want to be associated with 
like Adam Sandler's level of comedy, if that makes sense. Like it's satisfying, but I wouldn't want to be the creator of slapstick comedy. I would want to rather be more like witty, thoughtful comedy, if that makes any sense. Mm. There's there there are plenty of you know oh, I was gonna say Jerry Seinfeld, but like I don't I'm not a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan, but I don't know something like that is where my mind goes. So I would do comedy. I would be an A-list comedy person. I'd make a lot of money, um, but I would be laughed at if I tried Try another, anything else. A, another thing. The the B-list sticks out to me because, one, I think you'd you'd be able to dabble in a lot of different things, and I think the potential is there, right? Sure. So I'm not always necessarily going to be a b-list comedian so i have all the the skill set to be able to do all of these different types of things so if i find that oh yeah i'm kind of taking off in this one realm that i could potentially move that way so you're saying that your choice of b-list has the opportunity to be an a-list is that what you're implying? well i mean like if i become popular no you, there's are, there's are, only one way for you to go and that is down no, no, I don't like that. No, you're stuck as a B-list actor forever. You, forever, you are. You are always employed. You are, yeah. you know, in in good roles. But you're to me. I'd the, get a few. I'd get a few Oscar nominations every once in a while as a sure, supporting every actor. Once, yeah, of course. Yeah, and you, you and branched I'd, out a couple times and did that star role, but yeah. it, it tanked. It wasn't a really good movie. Like that. <laughs> that's where you're at, and. Um, and you just you're to me, you're the person that's like, oh yeah, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Like, you don't really know. Whereas I'm like Adam Sandler. Like you know Adam Sandler, and you may hate half of his films so like or seventy percent of his films, but you know it's it's still fine because I'm putting out great stuff. Now, granted, Adam Sandler is a bad example for for the love hate relationship um, yeah because you're just gonna put out very a lo- polarized you're gonna put a lot of films you're gonna work a lot yeah and I don't I don't think I want that's why I say like I would remove myself from that um, but like I'm trying to think of like a really great comedian I'm, I'm like going to like James Franco which isn't like the best example either um, but like you're trying to you're struggling with these examples for you well I I am but like Oh man, now now I want to like look it up, but but there, I think the comedy life is is the best for an A lister, um, and maybe I'm looking at it slightly as well through the lens of Adam Sandler, where I'm like, well, I'm getting four hundred twenty million dollars, but you're really not. Like you can be an A lister, and I mean, heck, I, I I forget the what the list is, but like I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio is below Adam Sandler, which is like, what? <laughs> How is that possible? But you know he's he's very focused on his serious stuff, and he puts out good movies that you know are loved by the critics and aren't as loved sometimes by the fans. So I I guess I should have done this before, but I looked up a list of B list actors. Sure, and you don't know any of them. No, you you know actually a lot of them. It you're you're spot you on. Know the faces of a lot. Of oh them. no no, you're spot on with the oh who is that guy yep. the. And until you know you like Bill Paxton, yeah, uh, Craig T. Nelson, 
Gary Busey's probably is on this list, which... Oh, jeez. You want to be on a list with Gary Busey? (laughs) Have fun with that. But a a lot of guys who are playing, you know, characters both on TV and on the big screen. So, you know, I think the the job would vary a little bit. And, um, you know, it'd be kind of fun. Uh, I, I could maybe go out to places and be a little bit more anonymous than than you that's true um while still making a good a good amount of money i mean none of these actors are are struggling by any means so i'm gonna go with the b list and b for brian and we're gonna stick with that that's that's uh that's okay we'll we'll maybe we'll act together uh i'll be the star of course yeah um but yeah. uh, but you'll you'll get a paycheck. Yeah, you'll be in this slack slapstick comedy and no slapstick. I'm a serious comedy. And <laughs> I'll then go star n- next to Johnny Depp and Leonardo sure. DiCaprio later, and yep. get to work with them and and bounce ideas off sure. of them and expand my knowledge of acting and uh, just have a have a good old time with with my buddies now. Sure. Maybe I'll get into their group and, and be their... And be one of the buddies? Yeah. Not the head guy, but you'll be a buddy. Sure. Oh. I mean, what's wrong with being a buddy? I, I guess nothing's wrong with being a buddy. But, you know, when you have the opportunity to lead, you know, in you, your call comedies me, you call me lazy back in the day. I'm leading this charge. You're just sitting back and, and riding on my coattails. I'm not on yours. All right. Well, you're on somebody's coattails. Uh, I worked for it. Okay. Sure. Well, all right. Well, uh, that that was fun, and uh, I'm I'm excited for for what's coming next. Don't forget uh, to follow us on Facebook at Quest for One Hundred Podcast or on Twitter at the Quest for One Hundred. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on wherever you're listening. In. We uh, we we need it. We love it. We love you guys. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Until next time on the Quest for One Hundred.